Welcome to the Nerdy Merc, where you will find all things comic books, culture, current events, and the like. This is Jeff, and I am the Nerdy Merc. Make sure you like the podcast, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. Mr. Bond. James Bond. Sean Connery has left this world. I hate to hit you with something this serious right out the gate, but... It just ties in with the rest of this year and kind of my crappy Halloween experience. From the New York Times, Sean Connery, the irascible Scott from the slums of Edinburgh, who found international fame as Hollywood's original James Bond, has died in Nassau, the Bahamas. He was 90. His death in his sleep either late Friday or early Saturday was confirmed by his family. Now, you may know Sean Connery from a number of things. He's been all over Hollywood. He's done just about every kind of role from classic theater. I'm pretty sure he was, he's, a, he's a classic, um, classically trained actor. But I think my first experience with him was as Ramirez from The Highlander. Loved that role. I thought Sean Connery was, was awesome. And then my next... The next role I saw him in was as Henry Jones in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is Ramirez? No, no, no. Like, Sean Connery should be out there fighting the Nazis with his son. Uh, Anyway, he kind of did a couple times. But... Lost an icon. He's obviously, uh, I think, probably most well-known for being James Bond. Which is why I'm playing the music. And the world, it's... I mean, he hasn't really acted in anything in a while, but Sean Connery, you will be missed. But that does roll right into how Halloween just sucked in general. I was really hoping that this crappy year would have parents wanting to push their kids out the door and experience something normal and experience something fun. Now, I don't know how the weather was where you lived, but where I lived, it was perfect for Halloween. It was slightly windy, a little bit. I mean, it was chilly, like in the 50s, 50s, high 40s, but the weather was clear and it was beautiful. We were loaded up. I was anticipating a rush. I was anticipating a lot of kids because, as I said, I thought more parents would want to push their kids out the door and just be normal for once in this god-awful year. Well, that was not my experience. Not at all in any way. Now, it, it, it may have varied from location to location. You know, a uh, 42nd post might have had different turnout. They might have had a different turnout in Carmel. They might have had a different turnout in our neighborhood that we used to live in that was closer to downtown. Granted, we do live kind of on the fringe fringe edge of Marion County in a subdivision that's kind of backed off, you know, the main road. But... I don't I don't know. We were seriously overprepared. We bought far more candy than than we even came close. I, I think we had maybe 15 or 20 kids total all night. 
all night. It was very sad. So, Halloween sucked. I was hoping for better. But, uh, 2020 moves on. Netflix is raising your rates again. Now, according to Forbes.com, in an article that was published on the 29th of October, Netflix announced a $1 uptick in its standard monthly subscription service, along with a $2 increase in its premium offering. So you got like Netflix Basic, which I guess is not changing rates. And Netflix Basic means basically you get standard definition video, you know, 480p. Think of think of what you used to watch growing up there um or maybe that's a standard i know they have three different services uh i have the premium since i have a 4k tv so the premium offers content in 4k if you have that capability and i guess standard monthly subscription is the is the 1080p and i know they have another lower one that like i said that you can offer in 480 either way I think that this is in result or a response to uh, there are reports that Netflix is losing a lot of business. Now, I've seen some say that they're losing up to 40% of their business. I don't buy that. But I'm willing to bet they are losing some, and I'm willing to bet it has to do with the cuties documentary now if you don't know what cuties is i'll do a quick description supposedly it was a french film that won some independent film award or or something i forget exactly what it was they won some award and netflix decided to air it now this film is supposed to highlight the pressures of young girls to sexualize their bodies and it's supposed to bring a, a a negative point of view to that to the sexualization of minors but it does so by sexualizing minors and i'm not talking about adults that look really young i'm talking about actual 10 11 12 year old girls that this film actually videos doing very provocative dances and very i mean they look like strippers they really do they look like strippers and they're doing that kind of dancing. And these girls are actually like 10, 11, 12 years old. So, yeah, Netflix, you deserve some ratings loss, or, or you deserve some viewership loss. And I hope you adjust your practices. But in the meantime, Netflix is going to pass their their deficits on to the remaining customers. So be prepared to see your bill go up a little bit. I gotta say, I found something fun over the weekend. Now, I don't remember how I got onto this, but I discovered that Marvel has an official podcast. It's called This Week in Marvel. Now, I don't mind if you go check them out. By all means, do. Just don't forget me if you do. (laughs) You never know what you might miss. Anyway, I might actually end up on their show. If so, super cool. Let me tell you what happened. Again, I found them, and I listened to their Halloween episode, and I really liked what I heard. I 
they did like a dramatic reading for Halloween uh, of some scary stories that came out of Marvel comic books and stuff like that. And there were like three of them, but I think it's two hosts, and they and each week they have a guest a guest on there. So one of the hosts, her name is Lorraine, and she. Uh, toward, after after they were done with their readings, they talked about some of their favorite classic type horror um, um, uh, horror characters, like Dracula. Dracula is a Marvel; he's in Marvel comics, you know. So that would be an example. Or a Man Thing. Someone mentioned Man Thing, and Lorraine mentioned that a character that she really liked was one called. Uh, Shikla, but the way she pronounced it, it was odd, like Shvikla or something like that. And I wasn't quite sure what she said or how to spell that. So I sent him a message. I found I found their Facebook page and I sent him a message like, "Hey, long time or uh, first time listener, long time nerd, blah blah blah." And I made it cute and fun. And and then I got down to my question, and they responded almost immediately with the name and says, "Hey, I appreciate the." Uh, y- uh, y- are you sending in your question? Do you mind if we air your question on our show? So the official Marvel podcast might air me or my question on their show. And if they do, I will, of course, uh, record that and I will bring it to you. So kind of looking forward to that. And if they're listening right now, Marvel, just know that I am not monetized on the content of yours that I use on my YouTube pages. I'm not monetized at all for that matters. <laughs> um, but if, if by, you know, any chance I ever do become monetized, I will not, uh, you know, use your, your stuff, uh, because I use the Marvel unlimited app when I do my deep dives into comic books on my YouTube channel, which by the way, uh, YouTube, the nerdy Merc. So go check that out. And, uh, so please don't send me a cease and desist letter. I, I, I promise I'm not. Uh, making money off of your brand. I'm just enjoying what I do. Uh, and if I get one of those, I'll be bummed. I'll comply, but I'll be very bummed because I do enjoy making those videos, and my one adoring fan does too, so please don't send me a cease and desist letter, okay? Thank you. Related to that, I'm thinking about opening up a Comixology Unlimited account. It's similar, near as I can tell, similar to my Marvel Unlimited account, except Comixology also gives me access to other brand name uh, material like DC and Image and Dark Horse Comics, I think. So um, if I do that, I'm definitely going to incorporate some Golden Age DC comics into my YouTube content like I'm doing with my Golden Age Marvel uh, Marvel comics and... Um, you know, whereas I mentioned in the last section, hey, I have a YouTube channel. I do deep dive into comic books. If you enjoy that kind of stuff, go check it out. The Nerdy Merc. Right now, I do about three of those a week and some fun content on Sundays. And, and right, I mean, right now, I'm just trying to see how I can fit more in because there's just not enough hours on the clock. I mean, I'm doing those. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start incorporating a, a different different series from within the Marvel universe. And if I add DC, that's just going to take away from Marvel, but I kind of want to do it because I think it'll be fun. And especially if I apply the same kind of, what am I looking for? The, 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 the background, the context, the relevance from the times. If I apply that kind of stuff, I think, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So hit me up three one seven nine seven eight nerd. If you think you'd like that kind of con content, or Jeff at nerdymerk.com, which, by the way, website news, 
I just spent about two hours on the phone with my website developer, and he's been talking me over. He's got the basic layout, the basic stuff built, but he's been talking me over how to edit and add content. And I think I have a basic understanding of that. I'm going to play around with that sometime tonight. And I'm really, really excited about that. In my website, I'm going to have... I'm going to have my podcast. I'm going to have articles I write or blogs, basically blogs, but I'm going to call them articles. I'm going to have, you know, my uh, a link to my YouTube content. I'm going to have pictures of, you know, the latest comic book that I'm reading. Just so, it, just, you know, contact information, a little bit of bio, and and it's it's just going to be fun content. Later on, who knows if I ever get big enough uh, and I do a merch store, I can always add that. But I'm really, really excited about that. I can't wait to show you. I promise you it is coming soon. Progress is being made on that every day. Well, if you're hearing this, then it must be alien news. <laughs> of course it is. According to businessinsider.com, NASA scientists discovered a very weird, that's in quotes, molecule in the atmosphere of Saturn's moon, Titan. It could point to alien life. Of course, it seems like anytime there's a weird um, organic molecule that they find, they always say it points to alien life. But Titan, the already pretty weird moon of Saturn, just got a little bit weirder as astronomers have detected cyclopropanilidine, or C3H2, in its atmosphere, which is an extremely rare carbon-based molecule that's so reactive it can only exist on Earth in laboratory conditions. In fact, it's so rare it has never, been seen, it has never before been seen detected in an atmosphere in the solar system or elsewhere. The only other place it can remain stable is the cold void of interstellar space, but it may be a building block for complex organic molecules that could one day lead to life. So more more evaluation will be necessary. Uh, I don't get your hopes up. I don't think that it means little green men just yet. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. How, 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 how. How, 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 how. Hey, hey. Gun rights group sue over Michigan Secretary of State ban on firearms at polling place. Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson has issued a directive reminding Michigan election clerks that firearms cannot be openly carried at the polls. So here's my question. Why not? Hmm? According to, according to her, fair, free, and secure elections are the foundation of our democracy. So how is, how is the carrying of firearms antithetical to the idea of fair, free, and secure elections? Hmm? Why should they give up one, one right to exercise another? Michigan open carry lawyer Dean Greenblatt told Michigan Public Radio that Benson is acting outside her authority. He says people should not have to choose between their right to vote and to bear arms. Some sheriffs, according to the Traverse City Record Eagle, that's a mouthful, have said they won't enforce Benson's ban, but 
police chief Jeffrey O'Brien, I'm not sure chief of where, I think Detroit, says the directive holds no authority under the Second Amendment and Michigan has no law prohibiting open carry, but that he'll uphold the ban if prosecutors find it's legal. Well, explain to me how how uh, you're going to uphold the how how are you why are you upholding a ban uh, a dictate an edict if you will if if I mean by your own words um, that the directive holds no authority under the Second Amendment and Michigan law has no has or Michigan has no law prohibiting open carry why are you upholding that ban why are you enforcing that edict. I mean, by your own words, it's not legal, regardless of what somebody says. It should be noted that um, the Detroit Free Press reports that although Michigan Attorney General says that the Michigan, Michigan Attorney General says the Secretary of State has the authority to issue the directive, neither official has been able to cite how legally. So, yeah, Michigan doesn't like your firearms. Well, that's the end of this segment. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion, give me a call, 317-978-NERD. That's 317-978-6373. Find me on all the social medias or go to the website, www.nerdymerc.com. Make sure you stick around for the next segment, and thank you for listening. <laughs>